In this episode, we enter the cave. Let's do it. What's up, companion? I'm your host, Tom Tate, and I'm on a mission to trim and prioritize my ever-growing backlog, and I can't do it without your help. So I've hand-selected 30 games from my backlog. Each day, we'll take a good look at a single game and evaluate if it's worth playing or ditching at the end of the month. I'm going to pick 10 games to play over the next few months, 10 games to set aside for another day, and 10 games to purge completely. Never going to play those games. And today, we're taking a look at The Cave on Steam. Let's go. So The Cave was published in 2013 by Sega, but it was developed by Double Fine, spearheaded by Ron Gilbert, who is probably best known for his work with LucasArts. He helped create Maniac Mansion, Day of the Tentacle, and the Monkey Island series. Gilbert also helped develop Scum, S-C-U-M-M, the engine that supported so many of those LucasArts point-and-click games back in the day. Double Fine Productions has a history with LucasArts, too. It was founded by Tim Schafer, who was a principal game developer with the company. I remember when The Cave was announced, and this idea of reuniting Tim and Ron felt like the perfect scenario for a fan of this old genre. This was also a time when these narrative-driven adventure games were getting a lot of press again. Telltale Games was putting out a lot of great content. So let's see, 2013, we would have had Back to the Future... Sam and Max, The New Monkey Island, and of course, The Walking Dead. And I would argue that The Walking Dead was a pivotal title for the revival of this particular genre. So what's this game all about? What is the cave all about? You can control up to seven characters who venture into a cave and have to solve puzzles. There's seven playable characters in Maniac Mansion too, so there's some crossover there gameplay-wise. The game encourages you to play through all characters to see all of the content of the game. There's a lot of humor in the game, but apparently a lot of mature themes as well. Going deeper and deeper into the cave is like a metaphor for going deeper and darker into depths within yourself. And it was released on PlayStation 3, Wii U, Xbox 360, Microsoft Windows, OS X, Linux, iOS, and Android. It ended up on all the different platforms. You know, I kind of want to say it was on Ouya too. We've talked about Ouya quite a lot in this uh, particular podcast. Uh, I happen to have it on Steam. I picked it up through some sale, and I think that I'd probably be playing it on a Windows machine. So I do remember when it came to Wii U, and the Wii U library was so slim that I considered picking it up then, but I had already bought it at that time, and even though I didn't play it, I just had this hunch that I would play it at some point, so it remained in my backlog. I don't know. I'm really excited about this game if, if I do sit down and play it just because of the history of LucasArts and Ron Gilbert, but I don't have too much else to add. The game didn't get incredible reviews, unfortunately, so I never got super jazzed to pick it up and play it. It just kind of sat there for a long time. So what do you think? Should I explore the cave? If you played the cave and you think that I should play it, skip it or ditch it, email me at tom at videogamepodcasts.com or you can reach me on Twitter at YoPowerTime, Y-O-PowerTime. So there's two things I want to note with The Cave. First, reviews can kill your enthusiasm for a game. I think that's what happened with The Cave. It quickly became a game that I was less and less excited for as the reviews started rolling out. 
Do you ever find yourself kind of picking up a game on day one just to experience it for yourself before the feedback wave starts? I know there's a lot of controversial titles out right now, and I think that if you were interested in a game, your best bet might just be to pick it up and play it right away rather than wait for the reviews. And the second thing about The Cave, I'm really curious if this genre is still relevant. I haven't played a really good point-and-click adventure game in a while. Uh, there are a couple on my backlog. We will be talking about one uh, very shortly in a couple of episodes. Uh, but I'm just curious if this genre is still relevant with Telltale Folding. I mean, you know, Telltale folded and they went out of business. Uh, and I think they're being bought or, or coming back in some way, but it's very different. Uh, and I'm sure they folded for other reasons, not just the nature of the adventure game genre. Uh, I know that Tim Schafer dropped back into point-and-click adventures in 2015 with a game called Broken Age. But other than that, Double Fine mostly just remastered old classics recently. They haven't really been producing a ton of point-and-click uh, adventure-style games. And Ron Gilbert put out Thimbleweed Park. We're going to cover that one in a future episode. But... Other than that, I mean, the renaissance or the revival of these types of games or the style of game that came with Telltale uh, and a couple of these different uh, companies like Double Fine, like, I just don't think that it's continuing. I think that it's definitely fizzling out. Uh, do you think that this genre will come back? Do you think it's worthy of coming back? I mean, Wolf Among Us, if you haven't played the Wolf Among Us, that game was so good. Uh, I'd be upset if someone didn't carry the torch and try to create compelling narrative-driven games like that. I also think that the Switch is a great console for this genre, uh, which doesn't demand too much by the way of graphics or online play. I think there's a lot you can do with single-player experiences on the Switch uh, that would be super enjoyable uh, using similar gameplay constructs that we kind of grew up with with Maniac Mansion and Day of the Tentacle. So for this episode, I was supposed to record this conversation with my pal Tony, uh, but I've been so swamped with life, I didn't uh, have the ability to make the time. So Tony, we'll take a rain check. Uh, I'd love to have you on the show just to talk about games in your backlog and uh, what you've been playing. So Will the Cave Make the Cut? Subscribe to Backlog Companion on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to shows and follow along to find out. If you want to advocate for a specific game, check out the lists at backlogcompanion.com. You can also email me at tom at videogamepodcast.com with your feedback. I'll read any notes or feedback on a future show. Follow me on Twitter at YoPowerTime. And in the absence of a Patreon account, if you want to support the show, leaving a review is super helpful. But also just telling a friend would be awesome too. Thanks for traveling, companions. I will catch you on the next one.